Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. And that's how you move on from the fear. That's how you don't let fear stop you. You have to really be thinking about it and you say, okay, what am I afraid of? What am I really afraid of? Mm. And we'll paint a terrible scenario. And as a dream coach, what I learned was take those objections, take those voices that you're hearing that I call the itty bitty shitty committee <laughs> and fire them and change that. Say, is that true? If I don't get this client, will I really be homeless? Will I be living on the street? Probably not. You know, whatever it is, we can dig a little deeper and find out what the base fear is, is that's surrounding it. It may be something from our past mm. that we had that fear that yeah. maybe I know I was in a position in my life where I didn't have enough to eat. And I always have a full fridge now because it's, it's one of my fears is to be living in poverty again. And mm. I don't want to go there. It becomes my motivator. Okay. But I don't, I can consciously control my thoughts so that I don't spin out of control and scare myself about something that's never going to happen. Hello and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast, where we share hot tips on how to do life and business without losing your mind. I'm your host, Savita Nanjapa, entrepreneur, high-achieving 9-to-5-er turned transformational success coach, helping you create a wildly successful business. Come hang out with me and other fabulous humans like you every week for stories and chats packed with a healthy dose of tips, resources, how-tos, and real talk. Side effects may include a happier and more confident you with each passing day. Hi, and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast. And joining me on the show today from Toronto, Canada is my wonderful guest, Linda Babulik. Before I introduce Linda to you, I want to share with you how we met. We recently connected at a virtual networking event held by HEN, which is her entrepreneurial network, which is a networking platform, networking community for female entrepreneurs in India. And Linda was at this event because there's a tie up between the hen community and femcity of which linda is a member and at this networking event we both connected instantly i love her energy i always talk about how networking has helped me grow in my own business and it's because i show up i put myself out there i get to meet fabulous women like linda and with that let me introduce linda to you linda babulik is a zesty executive life coach and author of the number one international bestseller, Zest Your Life, A Taste of Inner Wisdom. Linda's inner fire was always sparked by the mystical and magical. As a child, she was fascinated watching her aunt Josephine prophesizing and philosophizing by reading tea leaves. Rumor has it that auntie was fined for practicing witchcraft without a license. Linda's formal shamanic studies began with a vision quest in 2003. This gave her a container for her extensive explorations, past life memories of ancient women's teaching, confidence in her intuition and connection to the divine. She discovered that her soul's purpose is to be of service in love and beauty. Her specialty is working with women to crystallize what they want in business and life so that they are in power, control and leading their best life. 
With over 25 years of experience in the public, private and non-profit sectors, she has worked with people from all walks of life, from the Right Honourable Kim Campbell, first female Prime Minister of Canada, entry-level managers in the auto parts industry, to federal prison inmates serving life sentences. From keynote speeches to coaching and consulting, to workshops and books, Linda addresses the growing need for connection. Anyone seeking greater meaning, deeper understanding and the kind of joy that comes from the heart will benefit from her talks and programs. Her work, her energy and her smile make the world a better place. Join us as we talk about Linda's journey so far and the secrets that she shared in her book, Zest Your Life, A Taste of Inner Wisdom. Hi and welcome to the Success with Savita podcast and joining me today is a very special guest and a little backstory to this. I met Linda at a networking event so people please network you can meet some amazing inspiring people and Linda thank you so much for being here today and being so generous with your time and uh, you know showing up I know it's 9am in Canada so thank you for uh, giving us this special place in your weekday to come on our interview on our podcast. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's just such a pleasure to be networking with, particularly with other women. I've done networking and met some men, but it's just so inspiring because it really feels like I'm meeting a new group of sisters. Right. I, I love that. I used to not network when I was in the corporate world. I've learned the power of networking now uh, that I've started my own business. So I think I was missing a huge, I was missing something really big in my life. So thank you for being here today. And with that, I want to dive right into the conversation because I know you had a very interesting journey and tell us about your journey so far and your work as a coach. Well, I certainly have a long resume. I have done some of everything. I went back to university as an adult to finish my degree. I'd started it, but I finished it when I had two young children and an executive husband. Wow. I was so determined to finish that degree. And then I went to work as a travel agent Mm -hmm. And I love that. So I really plan wonderful vacations okay. with very complex itineraries for our family. And then that just led me into all kinds of other positions where I worked on Parliament Hill for the Government of Canada. I worked for the former, the first female Prime Minister of Canada, the Right Honourable Kim Campbell. Wow. She was so much fun to work with. And I worked, I ran a court reporting firm. I went to work for the Correctional Service of Canada mm. in a prison. Mm. Wow. And I established the volunteer program there. Mm. And it's still going very well. Our uh, inmates, 60% of inmates going into federal institutions, which means more than three years, they can't read. So they don't have much of a chance of succeeding in life. Yeah. I set up a program so that the volunteers would go in and teach them not only how to read, but to teach them basic life skills, how mm -hmm. to cook, how to keep themselves clean. And I am very proud of that program. It's still going strong. Amazing. Amazing. And, and then I became a coach. <laughs> yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit about your coaching, the kind of work that you do in the coaching space. It started with the corporate training programs that I designed called Fundamentals of Leadership. And mm -hmm. it's four four-hour programs spread out 
a week at a time so they could implement what it is. Mm -hmm. And I've continued that with my coaching. But what happened was in the class, people would stay after and they started asking me questions. And then Mm -hmm. they hired me for one-on-one sessions. So it wasn't my intent. I love doing the training. And now I do both. I incorporate the corporate training programs and much of it people don't know is in my book, asking questions, building relationships. All of that came from my corporate training programs. And I can blend the two now to really benefit my clients, whether it's in a group Mm -hmm. or one-on-one. And I provide training for their staff so that the staff is in line with the CEO. Wow. I think you've really, I mean, from Parliament Hill to, uh, to, you know, (laughs) correctional services, to setting up programs, you've done some really interesting, and and travel, uh, all of it with the fun uh, part of travel, which everybody wants to do. So that's a wonderful journey. And I think a lot of it you do share in um, your book, the lessons that you've taken away in your book. So tell us about your book, Zest Your Life, and what's inspired your book. It's called Zest Your Life, A Taste of Inner Wisdom. Okay. And I was inspired. I was at a women's circle one Mm -hmm. evening and I said something. And one of the women said, you know, if you did a workshop on that, I would come. Mm -hmm. And I gave it some thought. And then I set up a series of workshops. And it turned out that those are pretty much the four sections in my book. So it was Awaken the Woman Within was one of the sessions. And that's exactly what I did. Then I wrote it. I saw women change right before my eyes at the Mm -hmm. workshops. Mm -hmm. And remember, I was a corporate trainer. So now I had to tone it down, soften it. I was working with men, mostly men that are on the assembly line, putting tires together for Honda. Mm -hmm. So sitting with a group of women was an entirely different energetic. I had to get out of my head and into my heart to be able to teach. And I saw the women change before my eyes. So I learned what was working was not. I rewrote, did Mm. another series of workshops. Mm. Then I rewrote it again as a manuscript. And that's how the book came out because somebody asked. And that's a good hint for your listeners. (laughs) If people are asking you about something, it's a skill or talent that you have that they want to know about. Amazing. And so in this book, you share... um, on page 22, right? What your, all your secrets, the seven secrets of women with zest. Can we talk a little bit about that? I know I wanted to narrow down in one area and I was like, no, we don't want to narrow down into one area. Can I have you share a little bit about all these seven areas? Oh, we can pick and choose. Um, So you share the seven secrets and it comes one after the other, like there's an order to it as well, right? So let's talk about that. And would you like to share uh, why you started with the first secret and then you come down into planning, organizing, productivity and taking action? Mm -hmm. Well, it's they do build cumulatively one on top of the other. And I did a series of women's circles Mm. where every month we covered one of the secrets. um, one of the secrets, and they just loved it. So how do you stand strong? The first one is um, women with zest stand strong in their personal power. And I remember being in Jamaica on vacation, and I took a yoga class on the beach. 
And the instructor bought a copy of my book and she started to read it. And that's the first, ex- the first exercise in the book is yeah. who has your power? Mm. She said, I have no power. And this is just before the class was started. Like, what are you two talking about? I said, oh, she thinks she has no power. And everybody laughed. There were 40 of us standing mm. on the beach, ready for her to give us the instruction. And I said, there, you have power. You have all of our attention. And at the end of the class, everyone clapped. And she understood then the power that she had. We often make it smaller. I went on my first vision quest in 2003. And one of the words that I learned to redefine was sobriety. Mm. I said, don't make it bigger than it is. Don't make it smaller than it is. Make it what it is. And we often underestimate the size of our power. Yeah. Walk through down a a crowded street, in a mall, whatever it is, and you'll hear a baby cry. Every head will turn. Yeah, that's true. And is this something that women, you feel, understand this, like organically or instinctively, or it just, it takes some time, it takes some awareness to understand what you mean, what, what is personal power? Exactly. So if we think about it, we're not going to know what it is. Mm. But if your child is threatened, or there's something going on, that's not just, you're going to step in, you're going to step into your power in a way you didn't even know you had it. So we don't need to think about it. And there's a good exercise to do. Think about all the times you did step into your power. When mm. you saw something was wrong and you defended someone or you made sure that something was happening for people around you, for yourself, and you said, no, I'm not going to do that. That does not serve me. And you re- said no, which is mm. really powerful. Or you said, yes, I could be of service. That's mm. standing in your own power. But don't think about it too much. Just yeah. You can make a big, long list of all the times you've stood in your power. You just didn't realize that's what it was. Okay, right. I'm on page 29, still on the book. I'm reading your book and I'm on page 29. So I'm getting there. But moving on to the second secret, you talk about don't let fear stop you. And I feel like this is, this is like a mountain that all of us, I think, go through at different stages in our life. And when you wrote that, what are some of your um, tips to get past that fear? Because that's the hardest hurdle I feel. Uh, But of course, I do think some of the others that you shared as well. So moving on to your second secret. Well, you're either operating in fear or you're operating in love. And once you know that, I believe they're the two basic emotions on the planet. It could be anger that's Mm -hmm. based in fear. It could be nervousness. It's based in fear. Excitement is based in love. Mm. So when you think about it, you say, am I sitting in fear or can I transfer that and open my heart and come from a place of love? We're afraid that we're going to be laughed at. We're afraid we're going to make a mistake. (laughs) We've all made mistakes and we're all still here. And that's perfectly fine. But if you really want to do something, Fear won't stop you. You need to be able to just face the fear and do it anyway, within reason. You don't want to put yourself in danger. Mm. But certainly I had a client who said, no, I'll never do a Facebook live. 
absolutely not. I'm not going on camera. And people sort of chuckle now because not only does she do Facebook lives, but she has developed her own style and she only has one eye that shows. You see her head wow. and one eye and she takes photos like that. So if we're networking together, she'll take a selfie with just that little piece. So she's branding herself yeah. with something she was too afraid to do. And that's so interesting that she, she's got one eye and wow, that's, that's interesting. And then we, you talk about the next secret being consciously direct uh, their thoughts and feelings. And that's how you move on from the fear. That's how you don't let fear stop you. You have to really be thinking about it. And you say, okay, what am I afraid of? What am I really afraid of? Mm -hmm. And we'll paint a terrible scenario. And as a dream coach, what I learned was take those objections, take those voices that you're hearing that I call the itty bitty shitty committee <laughs> and fire them and change that. Say, is that true? If I don't, get this client, will I really be homeless? Will I be living on the street? Probably not. You know, whatever it is, we can dig a little deeper and find out what the base fear is, is that's surrounding it. It may be something from our past mm. that we had that fear. That yeah. maybe, I know I was in a position in my life where I didn't have enough to eat and I always have a full fridge now because it's it's one of my fears is to be living in poverty again. And mm -hmm. I don't want to go there. It becomes my motivator. Okay. But I, don't, I can consciously control my thoughts so that I don't spin out of control and scare myself about something that's never going to happen. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Stay tuned as we take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side of the show. Okay. When put like that, this is like a masterclass in progress as you're breaking it down. And uh, I'm loving this conversation so far. And then you move on to manage their time and agendas. Uh, is this the most important or you feel one, two, and three can happen only if they can actually apply action. So manage their time and agendas. I feel like, you know, there's productivity, time management on one side, and then there's the rest of the world. So people are always saying, I struggle with procrastination. I struggle with time management. I don't have time. Uh, and I find like sometimes you, your goals are strong. You, you want to achieve it, but somehow uh, making time has become challenging. So how do you address the secret in uh, your book? Well, we certainly can't make any more time. Mm. I teach a program and I teach it to my one-on-one -on -one clients also. And I used to call it time management and I don't anymore. It's mm -hmm. called R-O-I-T, return on invested time. Mm. Okay. Is this really the best use of my time right now? Is being on this podcast with you this morning the very best thing I could be doing for, for myself? Yes. And for everybody else? Yes. This is where I need to be today. But when you're flipping through Facebook, mm -hmm. ask yourself, is this the best use of my time? Yeah. Or Instagram or whatever it is. Or... Yeah. Ironing pillowcases. <laughs> ironing or Netflix. 
or Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Yes, that's this the best use of my time. And sometimes it is. Sometimes you need to take a break. You want to rest. You want to shut that brain down a little bit and just relax. Mm. But would it be better use of your time if you picked up a really good book and you read it? That's <laughs> rather, the one. That's rather the one. Than one perspective. Yeah. I treated myself yesterday. I'm reading a book that my granddaughter, who's 13, lent me, and it's called The Invisible Life of Addie. And it's got past life regression and forward, and it's a fascinating book. And I gifted myself two hours yesterday to read the book. I'm not done yet, yeah. but I read from two to four. It was a holiday here yesterday. Mm -hmm. I got a whole bunch of other things done, but that's the best gift I can give myself is that gift of time. And when I do live workshops, I always end them a little bit early. Mm. And I have people just sit in the chair and close their eyes and I time it for one minute. I call it the gift of time. When was the last time you just sat for a whole minute and didn't move and didn't do anything? Mm. And as I watch the participants, they're fidgeting at the beginning. And by the end, they don't want to open their eyes. They don't want to leave because they said, I can't remember the last time I sat for just a minute. So that's really important to manage your own time and your agenda. Otherwise, everybody else is going to be controlling us. And we don't want that. Yeah. And we certainly don't want our email or whatever. We need to have know our values, be very clear on what our values are. And if our values, like one of my top five values is family. Hmm. And someone said to me, she said, you're so generous with your time with the family. And my daughter lives four doors away and her two girls and her husband. And I said, yeah, my mother died when I was 17. I didn't get that time with them. I didn't have, and my children didn't have a grandmother. Mm. So of course I'm going to be here exchanging books with them. How much fun is that? You want to know yeah. about Zest? Talk to them. Yeah. Four granddaughters, they can tell you about Zest. I love how you're sharing this as gifting yourself. I love what you said. And I feel like that's something I'm definitely going to borrow and apply that language, that conscious language to the way I see my time that you gifted yourself two hours to read this book. And um, thank you. I'm going to use that in my conscious self-talk. And with that, we move to the next secret, which is honor their dreams and desires. Well, and step back, manage your time and agendas. When you think of it as gifting time, aren't you directing your thoughts and feelings. Yes. They all tumble one into the other. And yes, yes, honor your dreams and desires. So you need to know what they are. And that's mm. my gift to your audience is when they go to my website, they will have a free workshop to be able to know what their dreams and desires are. I was listening to a song by Katy Perry. I was driving in the car with my granddaughters and I said, who is that? And the words in the song said, what happened to our dreams? Did we leave them in a box in the attic? Mm. Wow. How many of us have those dreams that we have not fulfilled? That may be an old dream or we don't dare to dream or all of our dreams come true. And then it's like, how dare I want more? How mm. dare I want more for my life, for my business? 
But you know what? If that was the case, we'd still all be driving, riding around. I don't know in India if you ride around on tricycles when you're a child. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and then you keep up to a bicycle and then you don't even think about it. You don't go, oh my, uh, do I feel guilty? Do I deserve moving into a two-wheel bike? You don't think about it. And yeah. so it's natural for us to have bigger dreams and desires. And as we do that and we step, it causes us to step into our leadership, to step mm -hmm. into our power, and then we can build a better world. Amazing. Amazing. I'm loving this. And uh, the next one is take action to make a difference. So um, the way I'm seeing this is you make time, you step into your power, let go of your fears, consciously focus on your thoughts and feelings. So you're actually moving from fear to love and uh, forward thinking and visioning. And then manage your time and agenda so you can actually go after the dreams that you want. So then you're talking about dreams and desires. And now you're saying, okay, let's talk about action. So take action to make a difference. Tell me about this. Well, you know, I remember years ago when Celestine Prophecy came out uh, 30, 40 years ago, maybe now, and people misread the book. They thought it meant, oh, well, everything is predestined. So I'm just going to sit here on the couch and watch Netflix and my life will be whatever it's going to be. Mm. Well, if you want your life to go in a direction, it's up to you to take action to make that happen. Mm. And I call those miracles. You need to be clear on what you want. I'm going to visit my sisters and I haven't seen them in three and a half years. Wow. So it's, it's a six and a half hour drive by myself. And mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. And I wanted this so badly. I wanted this miracle. I thought, how am I going to make that work? Because my younger sister lives on the other side of the country. Mm -hmm. And she has a cottage that she comes to for the summer. And I thought, okay. So I sent her dates. I said, I'm taking that week off. And she said, oh, that isn't good for me. I says, well, when is? And then she gave us dates. I'm going to go see my older sister and my younger sister. The three of us are going to spend some time together, but I had to take action. Yeah. And I said to my older sister, she said, well, I don't think we're going to get invited. I said, you start praying for that miracle and you just watch me. And that's the way it happens. But you need to get the moment going. There's something about inertia. Once you push the ball, it will continue to roll. You need to know what your dream and desire is. What do you want? And yeah. then you can make it happen. What's one thing you can do today that will step you closer to your dream? Mm. One thing. Just, you know, we can't walk by taking two steps at a time. We walk one step at a time. Yeah. And that's taking action. It could also be um, donating money. It doesn't have to be something you're doing. Every one of my clients, my one-on-one -on -one clients, I donate a nice portion of the fees they pay me. Mm -hmm. Half goes to the uh, food bank in mm -hmm. Ottawa and the, half, the other half goes to Dress for Success in okay. Ottawa, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with I've it. I've heard of Dress for Success America. It's yeah. a chapter. Is okay. it a chapter? Yes, it is. 
Okay. And so women go there to get clothing so that they can apply for jobs. Yeah. And sometimes they have plenty of clothing, but cash is always handy for them too. So mm -hmm. I give donations to those two organizations with every client I sign. Beautiful. Beautiful. And your last secret, your seventh secret is um, for women with zest is to love their lives, right? Uh, I know, I know what this means, but explain to our audience what uh, is the secret and how do you, uh, how do you share, how do you break this down for the audience when we mean love our lives? Because some people are, I love my life, but when you put this down and the secrets that we are talking about, these women who are women with zest, living their lives, what did you, how do you define loving their lives? I wrote a blog about this a while ago that when someone describes their life to you, so, so tell me about your life. Oh, well, I have to do this and I have to do that. And they don't sound like they're loving their life. Mm -hmm. And how we describe our life is exactly the way I life, our life is going to be. So if you describe your life as being one of hardship and misery and loneliness and all the language that went around being locked up, we're locked up because of COVID. You weren't locked up. There were no bombs falling on our heads. We still had a fridge full of food. Mm. So it's, yeah, food's important to me. <laughs> yes, but that's, that's fun. So that's loving life. And it's our language, again, goes back to how we describe our life is going to be the life we have. So if you want a life filled with zest and you take all the actions, start loving your life. And if there are parts in your life that you don't love, change it. You can change it. Just be really clear on your dream and your desires, align it with your values and make it happen. Yeah, amazing. And that's the seven secrets that you share in the book. And that brings me to my next question, which is, would you say all seven are equally important or is one more important than others? Well, it's like if you look at a piece of fabric and what's more important, the threads that go this way or the threads that go up and down, or is it the buttons or mm -hmm. is it the buttonholes? It all comes together. Yeah. They're all important because they're all woven together so that we can have that complete zesty life that we're looking for. Yeah. And to me, when I was looking at the seven secrets, I felt, I like how you described that, like what's more important. And so equally, everything is equally important. But when I was looking at the uh, seven secrets and I said, okay, which of these are more challenging to accomplish? What according to you? I, I mean, I felt like maybe the fear, right? Fear takes longer. What, according to you, is more challenging to accomplish among all of this? I think you're right. I totally agree with you. The fear, because it keeps coming back. Mm -hmm. And that ties in with our power. So when you feel powerless, it's because you've let fear in. And fear is a hungry monster. It wants attention all the time. So you give some of your fear over your power over to fear over here, you give it to your family, you might give it to your friends, your power is pretty soon all over the place. And fear is the hungry monster that will take the biggest piece mm. of your power. Yeah. The good news is you could take it back. 
Mm. You can take your power back from wherever, you know, but you drive me every week. Mm. Well, next week, make some different arrangements. Mm. I'd like to see you, you know, just like our children. We help them to progress yeah. and give them some independence. Yeah. You don't want to get yourself in a situation where you've got a codependency triangle going because yeah. if you're rescuing someone, you're making them a victim. Yeah. And then, so you've got on the triangle, you've got the victim and then you're the persecutor. Why am I always the one that gets used? Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely. don't want to be the rescuer. As soon as you rescue someone, you make them a victim and that's just not fair. So you want to not be giving your fear away to maybe somebody won't like me. Not everybody mm. likes me and I'm okay with that. And you yeah. know what? I don't like everybody either. I've yeah. met some people I'm not particularly fond of and it's yeah. usually mutual. So that's fine. <laughs> but okay. it's also the other way around. You know, you meet somebody and you go, oh, I love that person. So we want to stay with that. But you're right. Fear and it comes, it haunts us in strange matters. Whatever you wake up with in the middle of the night. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What's I think so. Yeah. I think also fear. But like you said, if you consciously direct your thoughts, it can be something that uh, maybe you don't get rid of it fully, but you can manage it. You can overcome it. And slowly it just starts to feel like, you've got this and it just doesn't come up every day maybe it comes up once a month or maybe once a year and that's like a great place to start so yes um, I think all these secrets are great but my question to you I always love hearing about how uh, what other people's lives are like Facebook <laughs> me being the uh, wanting to know about everyone else's life so how do you apply these secrets in your own life well, I love my life and the parts that I don't love about my life, I make sure that I do as much as I can to change it. Mm. And that's when we were in lockdown, my cleaning people couldn't come and clean my house. Mm. So I was, I had to find another cleaning service. You know, that mm. may be a very small example, but I don't like cleaning toilets. I really don't. And it's nice that I can pay and have these women come and oh, there was a young man that came it's a brand new company and she's young and she's so excited about her business and it's lovely to be able to help her out that way yeah. but I meditate every morning so how I start my day yeah is my alarm goes off at quarter after six I'm often awake before then and then I will have a glass of lime juice mm-hmm while I do my meditation and I do Vishen Lakiani's meditation, the six phase meditation from Mind Valley. Yeah. And I've been doing that for three or four years. I started it on that beach in Jamaica. Okay, <laughs> nice to know. And I love this whole book, the book of the extraordinary mind. And yeah. I have filled journal after journal after journal with all my dreams and desires in there. And I love that meditation. So I do that meditation and then I'll have a cup of coffee. I may have breakfast with my husband mm -hmm. and then I have blocked time on my calendar mm. to know what do I need to accomplish this week? And at the top of my calendar, Every day, I have an intent at the top. And at the end of the day, I write down what my wins are. Yeah. And 
the intent is really important. I set an intent for everything I do. Mm -hmm. I had an intent set in my meditation for this podcast. Okay. So one of my intents, I had the intent on here was to resonate with everything I do. Mm. Another one was my intent was trust. Just trust that it was all going to be fine. Because when you trust and believe, the fear goes away. Mm -hmm. And then at the bottom, you know, I could be that you sent an email, could be that you had a conversation with someone, whatever your wins are at the end of the day, so that Mm -hmm. we can celebrate those victories. Yeah. Okay. Powerful routines. I love it. And uh, what does the rest of the day of, uh, I mean, rest of the day in your life look like? And then by five o'clock, my husband uh, is preparing dinner. He does all the cooking. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I'll go down and I'll often have a glass of wine and I'll set the table. Then we have a lovely dinner together. He really can cook really Mm. well, quite amazing. And um, then we'll either watch TV or we've also uh, instigated what we call book club. Mm -hmm. So we'll each read a book instead of turning on the TV. And I always have at least one book going. Usually I have a couple in the Kindle and Mm. this one's a paper book. So I will have that. So we'll, we'll just read. We'll just sit there and read for a few hours. And then we start heading up for bed around 10 o'clock. Okay. And I also remember you uh, sharing that you do weight training. Um, Those are things that you do, right? And um, I think where you live is also, um, it's, it's really, you, you did share that you live in Toronto in a very nice place. You have, yeah, so you have all of that. And I love hearing about people's days. It's very strange why I asked this question. But when I hear and I resonate, and I'm like, yeah, that's so much like me. So I do a lot of journaling and uh, reading I think uh, beyond that sometimes I feel like maybe I'm not doing enough I mean I don't have too many hobbies but if you give me a book over Netflix any day so lovely to hear that you have a book club going and finally as we come to the end of this interview the conversation has been so great so far but I can't let you go unless I ask you what is a piece of advice to all the women who are listening in today Well, I would love for them to really follow the seven secrets of women with zest. And they could just start by giving themselves, gifting themselves that one minute to think, what is it that I want in my life? They can go to my website and they can get the dreams and desires workshop downloaded for them and really take a good look at that. It's really important for us to know what our dreams are so that our dreams can come true. Yeah. So gift yourself that, know what your dreams are, and then you could start taking action for them. Thank uh-huh. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. On that note, I will also share with the listeners that in the show notes, we are sharing Linda's website, the link to her book. Uh, you can either get it um, on Kindle or on Audible. Are you on Audible as well for the book? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. But you can get it on Kindle. And I'm uh, also reading it right now. And I will share my review as well on, uh, you can find my review on Kindle as well. And uh, Linda, thank you so very much for today. I feel like everything that you shared has resonated so much with me. And I take away, even though I'm in the same space, we take away so much from a a conversation. 
And so for that, I thank you uh, for being here with us today and with my audience. And I hope to stay connected with you and I wish you all the very best with um, your life, your business. And of course, we'll stay in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode and you want more, you can go to the show notes on my website, which is successwithsavita.com forward slash podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, I would be grateful to you if you could leave me a five-star review, subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend who may find this useful. You can also follow me on my Instagram at successwithsavita and DM me any questions you may have and I will be happy to answer them for you. Until the next episode, believe in yourself and all the best to your success. This Hub Hopper original ko sunne ke liye aapka shukriya. Agar aap bhi apna podcast launch karna chahte hain, to Hub Hopper Studio website pe register kare aur ek minute ke andar andar apna khud ka podcast launch kare. यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कंटेंट